Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me! Hey, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where sure, consumer culture has a couple of problems, like rapidly consuming all the resources on the planet. But the thing is, it keeps producing such interesting topics of conversation. And that's what we're here for. I heard you say shark consumer culture for a second. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's not us humans. It's the sharks and their consumer culture. This is a thing. Yeah. Stop buying all those things you want to eat with your giant jaws. You're ruining They're the just planet, sharks. turning out new brands and <laughs> yeah. influences and but, stuff. Yeah. Just relax your fins. Sharks are the original trendsetters. Ah, Sharknado. There you go. Mm-hmm, DJ Flex. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. More evidence. Uh, yeah, we are we are ready to shine a light on things. Uh, but before we do, uh, Molly, how was your pandemic? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, as good as could be expected. You know, can't complain. Could be worse. We're better than the alternative. How was yours? Oh, uh, you know, it, it's been interesting. I, I already worked from home, so it, it wasn't that different uh, for me. But my wife was home working, so we had to make some adjustments. But otherwise, my routine didn't really change too much. It was just weird like it was for... Yeah. If you know, if you've got this yeah. memorized like we do, folks, that's Literally my first scripted. thing is getting back out in the world, uh, seeing people maybe you don't even know or you haven't seen in a long time and getting the, so how was your pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that you put this in because seriously, it and it's so and it's its own form of sort of like depressing, vaguely traumatic conversation <laughs> over and over again. It's the it is it is the new weather because everyone has it in common, right? And everybody and has an answer. Like you're reconnecting if you're mm-hmm. vaccinated, you're probably reconnecting with people that you haven't seen in exactly. over a year. And the first twenty minutes to two hours of your conversation is basically like recapping the pandemic. Uh, it struck me, it wasn't the first person to ask me, but I, I was meeting a, a friend for coffee. We hadn't seen each other throughout the entire pandemic, but we, you know, kept in touch and all that. And so we, we got coffee and we we're sitting and I, and he was talking about, you know, things that have been going on with him. And then, you know, he stopped as you do when you, in a normal conversation, we were like, well, but tell me about, you know, what's going on with you. It was like, how was your pandemic? And I'm like, oh, right. it's, that's def- that's when it struck me right there. Just something the way he phrased it. I'm like, that's not the first time I've heard that. And that is now the thing, you know, not what have you been up to? It's uh, I know what you've been up to staying inside. Right. <laughs> How, How was, was it? your pandemic? Yeah. Exactly. Are the kids back in school? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's the it's the catastrophe meets small talk. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so dark. <laughs> yeah. Catastrophe meets small talk. That's exactly what it is. And also, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I'm not even judging it as a, as a negative because, I mean, we need we need things to smooth over the bumps. 
right? As as we oh, yeah. get used to hanging out with more people. Well, and and it really is true that for a lot of people, there isn't that. It's not like we went on a bunch of trips. Many of us, some people are planning trips, but sort of not everyone because Mm -hmm. not everyone is vaccinated. There's still hesitancy. Traveling is kind of a crap show. Oh, yeah. Um, And and there just isn't that. It's like that's a thing that you know you can all talk about because most likely you didn't all recently go to a movie or a concert. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is kind of like, I'm not going to lie, it's getting to be a little bit of a bummer. It's adding to my sort of vague sense of social anxiety where I'm sort of like, I don't really, I don't know if I want to hang out with (laughs) people that I have or new people because like it's a bummer to talk about this it's it's the first few times it's cathartic right it's good to get it off your chest oh yeah let me talk about it let me tell you what but at some point if you've talked to enough people you're you you don't want to go through it again like you're saying but unlike normal things you can't be just like it was fine i was yours right you can't move on exactly. <laughs> right? you're totally right yeah it does, you don't have that escape door with this one god you're so right you can't just like come up with a bland how was your summer response? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. What about you? How right. was your pandemic? Totally fine. Really? <laughs> right. No. Really? What's wrong with you, sociopath? Yeah, exactly. And it's a really fraught question, too. What I, what I find so fascinating is that it's the kind of question that can only occur among a certain population of people who were probably largely unaffected. Because if you like, if you really mm-hmm. think about... Mm-hmm. That question speaks to the demographic that we live in. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Because don't see myself asking this to my friend who's a nurse. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Or asking it to anyone if you think that the answer is likely to be, I lost someone. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or I had COVID. Like it is a really Mm -hmm. interesting bubble version of a thing. Yeah. But it's a thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. What guy? Um, get, get me away from this. What do we got? Well, so this one is a little bit of a tester because it could also be much like how is your pandemic a little bit local in mm. nature, but I am seeing it everywhere. And that thing is 805 beer. I have seen this down here, too, which could just mean it's a California thing, not just a San Francisco thing. But I have definitely seen yeah. a lot more 805 beer. Uh, it's it's a Firestone beer, right? Maybe. Think? I think so. Uh, if you've seen a black can or bottle with a big number 805, that that's what we're yeah. talking about. Or if you've seen stickers, billboards. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think what's so right, interesting right. about 805 beer is that they seem to have done an amazing job. Yeah, Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker. Okay, is cool. the maker. Uh, they make a 805 blonde ale. I had one not that long ago and I liked it, which might be why I'm seeing it everywhere. It's the 805 area code, which I think is like Santa Cruz, maybe. So it's definitely a um, California beer, which is why I'm asking about Santa Barbara it's been a Sacramento okay. thing for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. But DJ Flex, who is in Florida, says, mm, so maybe not. Right. Okay. Um, so maybe it's about to become nationwide or make the jump. I don't really know. But they are advertising like, oh, San Luis Obispo is the 805 area Got code. It. So it's like Central Coast. But I will this, say I'm not a big beer drinker and I really like it. So this is the um this is the question does this become the next Tito's handmade vodka which right. followed me from Texas. I remember thinking, "Oh, that's interesting. This place has Tito's." And then one day 
realizing everywhere has Tito's. It's not a Texas thing anymore. Right. Totally. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it apparently is not new, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. or Firestone Walker Brewing is 25 years old. But this 805 has really has really hit hard in California. And it could, again, it could be advertising. I personally really like it, which is unusual for me. So I guess what I'm doing is putting a pin in this mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep an and eye on it. And anticipating that it's going to come around. Apparently, according to Afi James in our Discord, there's a whole thing in craft beer about the area code wars. Which is, yeah. Because I guess there's a 312. I think somebody maybe? already had. 818, which is the Valley. And so the Van Nuys Brewing Company named their beer Van Nuys Ice. Oh, interesting. He says there's a 312 for Goose Island and a 320 mm-hmm. for Golden Road. And Golden Road tried to make fun of Sweetwater does 420. I'm not surprised somebody does a 420. Well, huh. of course they do. Okay, well, maybe that's the uh, the subtrend here. So that even if you don't get 805 in your area, it is likely you will have a beer named after an area code in your area pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have the eight one eight here. I, I know we've got a, a three one two, maybe. Mm, yeah, three one two. I don't know, yeah, but that's there, why there this show is better together. All right, everyone. folks. Uh, to celebrate you helping us understand this, I'm hiring an ice cream truck. <laughs> okay. Speaking of a bubble, what now? And also, how do I do this where I live? All right. Uh, I have. I have been near them on my street someone hired an ice cream truck for their kids uh i have done the research to find out there are literally dozens of companies that do this in the los angeles area where you just call them up you pay a fee and for half hour hour you know they did they have different times it's all you can eat ice cream the ice cream that is the greatest party idea i've ever heard yeah yeah uh, I, so I have checked outside of California. Like, is this a thing? Yes. There are people like, oh yeah, yeah. No, we, we can do that here. I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's definitely a thing. And the first time I saw it was when the lockdown was still on and a lady had done it for her two kids. It's <laughs> just like, hey, really? Yeah. Just come get some wow. ice cream. And, okay. I yeah. found ice cream on wheels.com and you know who apparently does it? Is Ben and Jerry's. They have a cart that you can use for catering. (gasps) A cup or cone party for Ben and Jerry's. I'm totally going to do that. I wish it had not already been my birthday. I would like a do-over. And the ones I've seen are just indies. They're food trucks. That's even better. Solely on ice cream. So we're not not talking about the ice cream delivery trucks, though those exist also down Mm -hmm. here. But this is like food truck size, so they can do all kinds of cool stuff, right? They're scooping you stuff. It's not... You know, a bunch of popsicles in a freezer. Oh, my biscuits. I looked up uh, icecreamonwheels.com, and the only California location is Los Angeles. Oh, no. Okay. You were the, first out of the gate on this one. You got you. There's got to be others. There's got to be indies. In San Francisco, there's got to be an indie food truck. I would think so, uh, yeah. If not, I mean, look, no shame in my game. Ben & Jerry's is a great company. I will definitely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get one of their cater carts. Oh, it's so smart. I love it. All right. Well, now comes the part of the show that I have been looking forward to all week long, which is the part where I make Tom and Rich feel uncomfortable, which I have not done since the home waxing episode. Mm. Uh, but I'm sorry, guys. Bralettes are a thing. 
this just sounds more comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, no one's going back to bras. Like of the many, many things that have been jettisoned in the pandemic for a lot of women, bras are that thing. Like why in God's name? I mean, we had already started wondering quite a bit as evidenced by lots of new bra companies that were trying to make things like more comfortable and better fitting that like everything about that miserable device is just sort of corset slightly evolved, but not evolved that much. And now there's new, they're just like you pull them on like a shirt. At, but they're cuter than a sports ah, bra. See, now I, I've never, never had to wear a bra myself, but I've come to understand that the sports bra is quite comfortable. It's just not appropriate for all situations. Exactly. And it's sporty and it gives you mono boob, mm, mm-hmm. which you ideally you maybe don't want. Like, right. That, depend, <laughs> frankly, it depends on your day and age. It's a choice. Fra- you know, it's a choice. <laughs> yeah. Mono boob. And then the bralette is, and I'm not sure why, it, it, they've definitely existed for a long time, but they're somehow just a huge trend uh, this year. And I think it's partly because people are just wearing them as shirts. Like they're more visible. And oh, also I'm pretty sure they're having a huge return because they're cute, visible, and not corset 2.0. So, so like, you can I wear it like a bikini a, top, halter top, Kind of situation then. Yeah, with like a yeah. high-waisted pant, uh-huh. you know. Yep. But they have definitely gotten huge. In fact, there's an article from the Zero, the Zoe Report, uh, May 8th. So just about a month ago, I only wear bralettes. Here's why I ditched the underwire. And again, existing trend for sure, but they're getting better because for a while too it was like oh this bralette is adorable if you are an adolescent or built like one but now yeah. they're actually useful for all kinds of w- women all kinds of sizes the zoe report said uh says in this article you link here for those who wish they could live in a bathing suit 24 7 this stretch knit bralette <laughs> is the full package exactly it's totally perfect yeah. and Cheryl marie points out it goes with the return of the midriff Oh, it does. You're absolutely yeah. right. No, yep. that's a good call. Bellies galore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, suck it, bras. Forever. You're dead to us. Yeah. If you don't like the bralette, you are chuggy. <laughs> good save, buddy. Good save. Way to hang with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. I mean, this is not something I, I, I need, uh, but I, I can see why it would be incredibly popular, because who wants to wear wires? No, no one wants to wear awful. wires. Can you imagine? No. Like if underwire existed for men, forget it. Oh, that it would have been why dead they don't. ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Unbelievable. Mm. Anyway. All right. Uh there well, we go. And I call. for one am thrilled. Target has an outstanding selection. Send us your favorite bralette brand. Now I guess there's multiples, I'm assuming. So many. So yeah. many. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. But send uh, us your feedback either way, whether you're wearing them or not. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. <laughs> Slip into your bralette and sit down and type us out an email. Feedback at it's a thing. Uh, like Joe Hood did. I mean, he wrote us an email. I don't know whether he was wearing a bralette or not. Uh, <laughs> Joe Hood on some Gen Z nostalgia says, fellow thingfarers wandering the thingiverse. I have found a thing. 
This may be either niche or ahead of the curve, but the children's show, The Backyardigans, is about to pop as a thing. Songs from the show are showing up on TikTok, and I predict a full nostalgia blast as it was a Gen Z kids show from 2004 to 2013. The show's characters sang four to five songs per episode for 80 episodes. Each episode was a different genre of music. The show is a goldmine for internet memes. While writing this on Friday, I found two articles talking about the phenomenon from the from Slate and The Verge. I expect by the time you read this on the show, Taylor Lorenz will have written her think piece on it. <laughs> Molly, you're and my sons are the same age, and I wonder if you were as exposed to the Backyardigans as we were. My son was saturated in the show when he was three, which means I recognize all the songs now. Whee! Oh, my goodness. I don't think we did. We watched Wonder Pets, and then we were really into the dinosaur one. Um Hold on. He's right here. Hey, Eli. What? Have you seen any of these Backyardigans TikToks? I've seen them with the song. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Is it a thing? It's a popular audio. It's popular audio, he says. It's, Confirmed. No, no, what he said was, it's popular audio. It's popular audio, so I guess. I mean, your question is okay. kind of... <laughs> Uh, now he feels mocked, so we have to move on. Okay, sorry. William wrote in on the It's a Thing bowling meetup. Just wanted to say that Rock and Bowl in New Orleans is the best. We used to disco bowl there every Saturday night in college. I live in Austin these days, so a bowling get-together in Austin would be my preference, even though Rock and Bowl is the best bowling alley I can imagine. Mm, yeah. Oh, um, Let's I go. Mean, when we can, I'm in. Uh, Christine mm-hmm. needs a thing check. Ready? Yep. Thing Chris- check on aisle seven. Christine says, hi, Tom and Molly. I feel like everyone is talking about UFOs these days. That 60 minutes might have started it, but it definitely feels like there is energy on the topic. I want to believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That's They are definitely a thing. And I think they're a thing because, like, literally the Navy is pretty quickly declassifying information about UFOs. This so they're feels just in the so familiar. Uh, and I think the 60 minutes thing definitely kicked it into the zeitgeist for sure. But this is exactly how Project Blue Book got to television in the late 70s, early 80s, because they declassified a bunch of stuff. There were unidentified flying objects. But at that point, UFO had just become synonymous with aliens. And so the government putting out a report that says, yes, UFOs exist grabbed headlines in 1978 mm. and grabs headlines in 2021 because everybody thinks look they admit it aliens exist it's like no they're saying there are things that were flying we couldn't identify that's literally what these reports say but uh everybody wants to believe right so of course it grabs the headlines and everybody gets excited and kicks and off the whole thing the shows come out yeah steven spielberg will soon be making a sequel to close encounters take it to the bank like you're absolutely right christine this is a thing without a doubt also aliens do exist. Let's be clear. Mathematically speaking, they exist. It's just that these reports are not the same as that proof. Exactly. Exactly. Vaughn on electric bikes writes he in really and says, like as a cyclist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love that show so much. I'm sorry, but it's amazing. Okay. All right. Vaughn on electric bikes says, as a cyclist, I have definitely noticed a lot more electric bikes, even in my little podunk town in Ohio. They are definitely becoming a thing. One note, though, the prices aren't really that expensive, even and maybe even especially when you compare them to the price of a decent non-electric bike that can take a lot of miles. A decent road bike is going to set you back at least a few thousand brand new. 
Huh, that's a good that's point. True. Yeah. I mean, you could save money by buying a crappy bike, <laughs> but Vaughn's right. If you want a really good bike, it, it could be pretty pricey. So, uh, or yep. at least not pricier or not cheaper than an electric bike and, and often pricier. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's why I was willing to, to pay to fix up my classic Lotus racing bike um, Dang. because it's, it's a nice frame. Yeah. I bought like a total runabout bike at Decathlon for $150. So I'm completely on the other end of the spectrum. And I've ridden it like three times. Yeah, I, I know. That's the thing. I, I, I fixed it up and I never ride it. Yep. All right. The shout outs this week from our producer, Rich Straffolino, are based on descriptions of meat sundries from the 1947 Modern Family Cookbook. Of course they are. I mean, we're still on the meat trend because it's just after Memorial Day and the beginning of barbecue season. And so here we go. Like the regular cuts of meat, most of the listeners may come from any of the four meat patrons. James C. Smith, Mike Akins, Louis St. Amour, or Joe Hood. In general, shout-outs for Gabriel Cohen and Jake Woods are the most delicate in flavor and texture. But if correctly prepared, all of them are delicious, and the differences in flavor, texture, and color between the various types only add to the potential variety. That's right, Molly. Lee Price, Kevin Sill, and Eric Duncan are all muscular, and since all have been very active muscles, they require long, slow cooking with moist heat, like the less tender, regular patrons. Gabrielle. Gabrielle Cohen. I don't know what happened to me. Uh, wow. In 1947, that's the way they said it. That's what. That's, that's, that you're, that's you what know I what? You're totally right. I kind of want to do. I just want to do it again with the right accent. I just I, I biffed it. <laughs> James E. Smith, Mike Akins, Louis Anamore, Joe Hood. Oh no, you, you've got to you've got to be like, oh, that's right. Like the regular cuts of meat. <gasps> right, totally. If correctly prepared, all of them are delicious. And the difference is now I sound like the child molester guy from Family Guy. Okay, I'm all over the place. Today. All right, fine, fine, fine. We're good. All over I think the we're place. good. We're good. Sorry, Gabriel. Cohen. I think we got it. No. <laughs> Thank you, patrons, for supporting us at uh, that shout out level. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can support us at any level. And we are so grateful that you do because this show is getting to be downright long running. And it's all thanks to you. Wow. I just realized you're white. Years, years, years. Email years. us your things. Feedback at it's a thing. Me. Talk to you next time. Bye. If correctly prepared, Chris. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.